Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight, and got a very special guest over on the interwebs. Got my man from IGN, Brian motherfucking Altano. Bro, how are you? <laughs> What's up, Prince? I'm good, man. I'm so good. I'm 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 so happy to be doing this. I'm a huge horror fan. I don't, I feel like I don't get yeah, to flex man. that enough. I, I'm, I'm um, glad I'm able to have you. And when you hit me up for us. <laughs> Oh God, yeah. No, it's that's like a weird thing about me. I, I I'm nonstop yeah. watching horror movies. Um, much much to the chagrin <laughs> of those around me, but yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Oh man. Well, let me go ahead and finish up this intro, and we'll jump right into some questions. We are a group of knights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down and discuss the ultimate question: Why horror? So hit the lights, sit back, and let the darkness envelope you. You can support the show over at patreon.com forward slash goodnightlife, and that's night with a K. By pledging on Patreon, you have access to the show as early as Monday. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. An episode is released every Friday on most podcast services around the world. Now back to my guest. Oh, man. Brian, once, once again. stuff. <laughs> once again. It, it, of it, course. It, this is honestly really, really cool. I, I know a few people who are fans of my show uh wanted you to be on this show as well and then the things happened with bloody disgusting so we got even more fans <laughs> uh but yeah like this is this is honestly an honor thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule um but thank you uh absolutely. so much for having me and shout out to bloody disgusting they have good taste <laughs> thank you i appreciate that i appreciate that uh now the first question i do actually have like this, since this is a horror podcast my friend what actually sparked your interest mm-hmm. in horror? Um, I think it, man, that's <laughs> a really interesting question. I think that the, uh, my, the first dream I ever remember having oh, was wow. a nightmare. That's <laughs> so, and I was, I, I had to be like two years old. I was living in Jersey mm-hmm. city, New Jersey. And, uh, the, I had this, uh, this, like, it was, it looked like a terry cloth teddy bear rocking horse oh, basically yeah if you can picture like a rocking horse but like right. soft and it's like a bear and i had a nightmare that it grew fangs and it started like gnawing uh. on my legs and trying to kill me and i was like oh i was like no. two <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and then so i remember like being very very little and for the longest time people would be like like when you're a kid people ask you like oh what's your first dream you ever remember i remember that one popping up a lot and i remember going from like that being a terrifying scenario to me to being like that was really interesting because it's like that that is an object that's not supposed to do that and my brain imagined it doing something vicious (laughs) and terrifying and then i was sort of introduced to the the horror genre genre by by way of that philosophy and the thing is like i i grew up in the i grew up in the 80s um and that was a magical time for going into like cheap ass low rent yeah. video stores and just there was no there was no like there were there were no like basically precautions or anything uh safety measures to keep extremely young impressionable children from seeing box vhs boxes of the most like mortifying <laughs> things they've ever seen before and so you'd go into a store and you'd go to get like you'd go to rent like 
Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure or Transformers, <laughs> the animated movie, or like yeah. Return of the Jedi. And next to that would be Ghoulies. Oh, and you'd be like, what is Ghoulies? <laughs> you know, or like you'd, you'd see the cover for um, The Breakfast Club and then you'd see the cover for like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. And your brain would be like, those are remarkably similar. Yeah. What's the deal there? <laughs> and so like you're, you're starting to able to like pierce, pierce together that there was like, there was comedy, there was slasher films there were comedy slasher films and all of them had like like topless women and knives and blood and you're like i'm not allowed to look at any of this but in a video (laughs) store yeah (laughs) no one cares and like my my dad would be wandering around be talking to the clerk or something like that you'd grab a thing off the shelf and you turn it over and you're like holy crap He's he's like a guy with skin on his face and he chainsaws teenagers. This kicks ass. And you'd put it back there. And like every now and then, like the the thing is the video store we went to, um, it was called Video USA. And they would uh, they would let you get two movies for two days for two bucks. That's amazing. Best deal in the world. Yeah. Like nothing, nothing like McDonald's never touched that deal. That was the best deal in the world. (laughs) And so we would go in there and I would grab like I would grab like, you know, Transformers, the animated movie and or like G.I. Joe. And then I would get like, I don't know, yeah. critters <laughs> and you just yeah. kind of sneak it in there. And so like little by little, you would start to, you would start to piece together. Uh, like I can, I can start yeah. watching horror films. Um, there was also a lot of children's movies, children's movies, air quotes that had like very specific yeah. horror elements to them. Like if you look at something like oh, the never ending story, um, has straight up horror. And, <laughs> yeah. Secret of Nim, straight up horror. Um, the uh, oh, labyrinth is, yeah. you know, l- like you could, I think, I believe people have done cuts of that. You don't even need to do a cut of the trailer to make it look like a horror yeah. movie because it straight up does. I mean, like the creature effects, there's a bog of eternal stench in that movie where like if you touch yeah, it, like you stink forever. That is, that is a <laughs> horror concept. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the wolf in the never oh, story that like fuck, behind that yeah. wall, like, and these, these are movies that are designed for children that are absolute nightmares. Even Pee Wee's Big oh, Adventure. Large yeah. March scene. Um, <laughs> has the large march scene, which is you know impressionable and terrifying uh, on kids, and so like I feel like the uh, like the proverbial like you know vegetables don't really touch the meat anymore when it comes to yeah. a lot of that stuff now. Like everything is a lot of, is very regimented. There's you know HBO through the '90s and especially now um, have essentially content warnings up front uh, before they start telling you what you're right. getting into, so you don't really get surprise yeah. horror stuff anymore, yeah. right? And so, but as a kid. It was everywhere, and it just seeps into your brain, and you realize you love it. Uh, and that's yeah, awesome. that's I, I love asking yeah, that question mainly because everyone's answer is surprisingly different. Like, it, like it, I, I don't mm. know why I thought there was just going to be a blanket state answer to that question of like I watched horror when I was a kid, but it was just like how yours started from a nightmare and then going to video stores and seeing uh, the box art and all that whole other stuff and and it's just it's super fascinating because that's initially how I kind of got into it. Um, where my brother, uh, he was he's seven years older than I, so like he has so many types I guess of of ways that he will try to scare me and. but so like you would try to do all this and when i would like try to figure out like okay how can i like one up him like i I need to figure this out Mm -hmm. so i would watch horror movies first and initially he would 
he would always pick them. He would go to the video store, pick them, and, and things like that because we had a blockbuster like two minutes from our house at that time and all this other stuff. And um, growing up in San Francisco, it, it was very like odd. Like there were like pockets on like corners of where we have video stores, but um, where he would get the get the movies, and we were. Like, all right, take our time. Let, let, let's see. He got Jeepers Creepers, scared the fucking living shit out of me. And I mm-hmm. think it wasn't until maybe 2003. It was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. And I, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm fucking get him. Like, like, I'm get him. I'm a win. <laughs> so I watched it first, knowing where <laughs> all the jump scares are. And I scared him instead. And from then on out, I was just like, horror is fucking magical. Like, like it was something that clicked in my head and and I wasn't crazy young. I was like maybe in middle school at the time, but, uh, it was something that really stuck and that's the beauty behind horror. Like, I don't know anyone and my wife included, like she fucking hates the genre. Like she's not a fan of the genre. She doesn't get why, why I have such a fascination with it, which is fine, (laughs) but she knows it like the type of horror movies that are like no goes for her and she also has the ones that really stuck with her like for example Blair Witch Project right. like that one stuck with her to where she'll she'll watch it time and time again if I'm watching it she's hanging out and finishing it with me um, but it's just super fascinating seeing how like people have transitioned and seen things that have kind of moved them either away or towards it and I don't know. I fucking love it. I fucking love it. And, that, and that's, it, it, it's so interesting. Well, it's just so interesting how this genre either scares you to the point where you're just like, fuck no, or scares you to yep. the point like, oh shit. <laughs> like there's something here. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's, it's, it's like, like hot sauce yeah. or roller coasters <laughs> or like, like things that like, it is, this is a, this is a, this is something that you're specifically eliciting a, like a, a a pained or feared right. or uncomfortable response, and it always fascinates people that uh, there's a lot of the people who straight right. up don't like horror at all, and, right. uh, and nothing against them, um, but uh, they they it sort of they wonder why uh, why you would actively get yeah. into a situation that would elicit that from you, and it's hard it's to explain hard. that it is um, very hard <laughs> because yeah. Yeah, because it's not like it's it's a weird thing to be like, oh, what a long week. I better unwind with something bleak and violent and hopeless that that makes me terrified of my own existence or surroundings or makes me witness the like brutal and untimely death of completely innocent people. (laughs) Like it's a fucked up thing to like. Like most people, like they end up the week and they put on The Bachelor or something and they make popcorn and right. they have a great night and it's relaxing and, you know, like <laughs> nothing, nothing against those people. My, yeah. my wife is one of those people. Like same sort of deal where it's like she's she's in a she's, she's in a horror, sure. not like me, but like the amount of times I have to be like, what do you want to watch tonight? And she picks a movie. and I'm like, <laughs> how about The Lodge? And she's like, what's The Lodge? And I'm like. I don't know. I'm not going to watch the trailer because right. I don't want to know too much. I'm already sold just based on like the director and the premise and it's getting great reviews. So I put on the trailer, I walk in the other room and I come back and she's like, okay. And like two hours later, she's like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? And I'm like, wasn't that great? That was awesome. <laughs> and fuck so yeah. like, yeah, but I had, a, I had the same deal where I have a, I have a, I have a younger brother. I have two younger brothers. I'm the oldest of three. And my youngest brother, same deal, super in horror. I got him into Texas Chainsaw Massacre at a, 
a, a younger age than I think most <laughs> people should watch that movie. Um, and we had we had this dog named Guru, named after the rapper from yeah. Gangstar with DJ Premier. Long uh, long story. I got him in New York. That's awesome. Um, and the uh, my brother got this thing called the Talk to Me Treat hmm. Ball, which is this is a very stupid story, but it's this it's this ball that uh, has this little thing that you can put inside. You can record sounds on it and it'll hold the treat. And after like a certain amount of time or pressure, the treat will get released. Long story short, it's basically like a, one of those like oh, yak yeah, backs sure. or something like that where you can like, yeah, right. but for dogs. And so there's that noise in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that one, that one. So uh, I was, I went out to, I went out to a bar and I got like very drunk and I got home. I had an awesome night, came home. It's about to get into bed. It's pitch black. I was, I was staying in the basement of my parents' house at the time. And I went downstairs into the basement and uh, I get into the bed. And some, some, at some point getting into the bed, I had triggered the motion oh, control sensitivity shit. on the my dog's talk to me treat ball. And my brother had recorded that Texas Chainsaw oh, Massacre sound no. into that and I lost it, <laughs> pitch black, blackout drunk, and I just screamed. And I jumped, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And then my brother ran downstairs. He's like, "I got you." And I was like, "So, so oh, I totally know the deal." Shit. Horror based, horror based pranks with brothers is a good way to go. Siblings the and, and horror. Yeah. Oh man, God bless their soul. <laughs> <laughs> um, shit, man. Fuck. Wow, that's fun. Now, what would you say would be like your your categories of? Um, favorite horror like I, I guess your sub your sub horror genres like what would you say would be your favorite sub horror genres because i know you said you're really into creature features and, um, and i can hear that based off of the way you're talking yeah. and things like that with um you didn't really say chud but like you said critters and, and and so on and so forth but uh what would you say is your is like your 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 top three let's let's do that um i would say um Creature for sure, like anything with anything, any any sort of like incredible um, like yeah. monster design or like creature design in general goes a long way with me. Um, it's weird because it's like the, I will I will watch a movie that isn't a horror movie if I know that it has a like a horror yeah. style creature design. Um, like it's everyone that always talks about Independence Day and they're like, oh, I love the president's speech, and they're like, I love when the Will Smith goes into space <laughs> and uploads the virus, and I'm like. I like that half a second where you see that yeah. fucking alien, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, right. cause you don't get a lot of it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm really into that. Uh, like I, I really love, um, sort of, I, I don't know what you would call something like the ritual or midsummer oh. where it's essentially a, a group of people camping or in the woods or outside of their comfort zone. Um, you know, the Wicker Man obviously is like one of the first ones to really do yeah. something like that, uh, which is like the original oh, Wicker Man so still holds good. up to this so day. So good. Yeah, Ugh. it's so good. I mean, it, it like it really captures that sort of like palpable like in, in comedy, they call it fish out of water. And I don't know what the <laughs> what the technical term is for horror. Um, but I really love I love stuff like that, where there's just like a group of people lost, delirious outside of their comfort zone in a strange place. And there's some sort of like killer or monster or paranormal ghost huh, uh, stalking them. Awesome. Fucking love that. Um, and then number three, just straight up good old fashioned slasher. Just like, no, yeah, just, you know, mur- let's, you know, get, let's go for this body bloody count. violent murder. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm a huge fan of, of 
like those kind of group movies too, mainly because you're just like, okay, I wonder who's going to be like, who's going to be our hero, who's going to be our, our our final person initially. Um, now that the final girl trope is starting to kind of diminish a little bit more, but um, mm-hmm. it's it's interesting because I, I I think you're right. Like I don't think there's necessarily a term for it, just because it, it's such a trope. Like we're like we're we're so used yeah. to seeing that in more of the the campier movies, but you, you name things like Midsummer and The Ritual, which aren't campy at all, and and it's it's no. absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And and I don't know if you're the same person as uh, who thinks the word elevated horror is disgusting, but I have yeah. always hated that word. And and this is like no offense to uh, like KF or anything like that, but like I know Tim loves to use that all the time like he was like this is elevated horror and, and and things like that and i remember they had a discussion about i think it was the invisible man and he said it was on the level of hereditary and i was just like whoa uh <laughs> like, like invisible man's good but it's not that good <laughs> uh, but- yeah yeah I, I know i'm in the same boat i, I think what well what the thing the the thing that specifically strikes me about the horror genre um is its its accessibility in terms of the the ability that a competent group of filmmakers right. uh, have to create something mm-hmm. incredible on a very yeah. low budget. Um, I think that doesn't stretch as well to other genres. Action right. specifically is like one of those things that like, like low budget action movies are, are borderline right. comedies for the most yeah. part. There's obviously exceptions, but you can make, you can make a horror movie on a very small budget with a very interesting, uh, like the movie, oh. the headhunter, um, Oh, yeah, very very small budget. Oh, um, yeah, g- great great the best film. Skyrim movie you know, of all time. Beautiful. <laughs> seriously, seriously. Um, it's got it's got sort of oh, no, notes of Dark Soul, a little bloodborne stuff in there too. Um, that is that is a movie that actively cuts away from the conflicts because they right. would be too expensive to make. But it shows you the results of those in the form of heads, and that's a very mm-hmm. smart storytelling technique to tell a story. Uh, on a grand cinematic scale on a very microcosmic budget. And so elevated heart to me, um, just essentially it's a term to describe like throwing more money at something that could hypothetically be done at a fraction of the cost. Like money, money is rarely the thing that makes horror more terrifying. If you look at something like it too, um, it, it chapter two is just, it's just like oozing money everywhere. And yeah. And it's, like, did you need to CG animate the scene where the wonton cookies come to life? Or could you have done that right. with, like, practical effects at a, at a quarter of the budget, yeah. a tenth of the budget, and, and made something probably yeah. infinitely more memorable? And so, yeah. that I mean, a lot of that is the same reason I love stuff like Star Wars. Is like the original trilogy is – it is this, like, mm-hmm. paper mache haphazardly glued together, like – you know, this is these this is puppeteers and people figuring shit out on the fly, doing their own practical effects. That translates to right. horror so well, and I think that um, it's why I'm specifically not super into like ghost stuff because I feel like a lot of ghost stuff, and that's there's tons and tons of ghost yeah. horror movies I love, um, but a lot of that is basically just an excuse to have like a really bad CG creature yeah. pop through walls, um, and it's also fundamentally at its core, it's about a, a lack of tangibility. Um, whereas a slasher, a monster, a creature will <laughs> fucking tear you open, and a ghost, right. yeah, you know, what pushes you down the stairs, right. or bumps into you. Yeah, that, whatever, that makes so. a lot of sense because I, I it, it, when it comes to like paranormal horror films and things like that, like that's why I feel like there's such a huge market for uh, kind of like uh, 
like demons and, and things like that in horror and why we get so many exorcism movies is because it, it is something that we can see physically happening to this person. Um, but then you get something like mm-hmm. uh, Hell House LLC, which for me, Hell House LLC was fucking amazing until the end when you started yep. seeing like the more shitty ghost stuff and, and things like that. But I still have a lot of fun with the LLC and I, I go back and revisit it quite frequently. But um, it's, it's just interesting seeing like how and that's one of the reasons why I do really enjoy like paranormal horror films. Um mainly based off of the fact because I'm just like trying to think what are they going to do to really break that uh, motion of disbelief like I, I, re- I really want to see how they're going mm-hmm. to do that and then you get some really cool shit like Ty West's The House of the Devil in 2009 and uh, yep. like yep. It, it, tigers are not afraid and, and all this whole other stuff like you, you just get so much cool shit and then like it, it's funny because I was actually talking to a buddy of mine um recently and i was telling him i was like hey are you a fan of guillermo del toro and so on and so forth he was like yeah yeah, yeah. i fucking love guillermo del toro love shape of water blah, blah blah and i was like have you seen his first film and they're like no no there's like wasn't his first film like hellboy or something i was like what no get the fuck out of here uh <laughs> and i told him about chronos and when right i started describing what chronos initially was to him he was like wait, what the fuck is this movie? Because it's just like, I'm just like, yeah, there's this contraption. It sticks to your hand and you bleed from it. And and then you, it's a, a bug that sucks your blood. And, and it gives you it gives you eternal life. Kronos. <laughs> and, and like you said, a fraction of the budget didn't really need too much CG or anything like that. You got it a little bit with the bug, but at the same time, it still looked really good. And it's from 1994. Like, it's just, what the fuck? Like it. Yeah. Uh, no, I, uh, I, 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 I interviewed, uh, Guillermo del Toro it, last I'm year jealous. and it, <laughs> it was, it was super fun. It was, it was him and, um, uh, Andre yeah, Overdahl who did Scary, who did scary yeah. Stories to Tell in the Dark. And the interview was fun as hell, but my favorite part was there was like 25 minutes, 30 minutes where we were waiting to, uh, for the yeah. previous interview to wrap at Comic-Con on, on our big IGN stage. And it was just me and Max Scoville and Andre and Guillermo del Toro hanging out backstage, so just talking cool. about, <laughs> so we had, we had just come back from this trip that we did for Paramount for that movie, uh, oh, that's right. which was like one of my favorite, yeah, one of my favorite horror movies last year. Um, and I love that movie cause it is, it is basically, it delivered entirely exactly its premise. It was like, it's a house f- the f- flooded with alligators. Yep. Fucking That's good luck. It. <laughs> and then, <laughs> there it was. Yeah. It, it never shot too uh-huh. high. It never went too low. It was just like, here it is. Um, and so we spent 25 minutes talking with those dudes without any microphones around and without any cameras about, um, de- the deadliest creatures uh-huh. in the world. That's awesome. <laughs> and so Guillermo del he's like, there's this lizard that will bite your leg off in one bite. And we're just like, this is <laughs> fucking amazing. We just talked to him for like 25 minutes about, about like weird creatures and like people who have weird pets that yeah. are da- dangerous, like deadly oh, animals is phenomenal. Yeah, but Guillermo del yeah, is definitely one of I, my, I urge my, people my, to go back. My top choices for this show. I, I would love to get him on this fucking thing. <laughs> Yeah, people people really need to go back and oh, dig through yeah. his early early catalog. Even his even his most sort of like safest right. m- movies um in terms of like mass consumption have uh, very in- embedded Absolutely. horror elements as, as people know. So I, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't have to sell true. people that's on true, him. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, GDT knows his shit. It's always worth a revisit. Um, but 
I, mm-hmm. I love Andre too, though. Like Andre Orvidal, like with Autopsy of Jane Doe, and then moving over to this, and it's just like, mm-hmm. goddamn. And to me, scary stories to tell in the dark. Uh, I wasn't the biggest fan of it, but at the same time, it. I was just like, yeah, like this is totally a child horror film. I don't think it really truly knew yep. what it wanted to be, but. I mean, it, you're you're literally turning a book of anthologies into a movie. So, um, it, I, yep. I just because I guess for us horror fans, we more so went into the concept of like, oh shit, this is probably going to be another trick or treat. Um, like we're probably going to get yeah. d- uh, another Michael Derherty film or something like that from this, and that's not what it was. But I thought it was just clever of adding the stories to initially kill kids. <laughs> like, like that's just really yeah. clever in general to me, but. Yeah, and I, I mean, it did a phenomenal job of capturing the original yeah. art into, like, 3D creatures. Um, I'm with you in that, like, I don't think it it really gelled as a right. cohesive piece. But I also, like, I tried to take myself out of the perception of watching that movie in my 30s and instead, like, what, did, what would this movie have been yeah. like if I was 12? And the answer is, like, it would have <laughs> fucked me up deeply in, in a great, great ways. And so... Um, yeah, it's like I, I wasn't I wasn't happy. I wasn't like super enamored with like right. the final result. Um, but there's a lot Absolutely. in there that I love. So yeah, me too. I'm glad me I got too. And, and I'm glad that a lot of people found out that the uh, the jangly man was a real person. I'm like, yep, motherfucker, he was really yeah. doing that. Like that <laughs> is wild. Um, yeah, yeah, oh, man. Yeah, it's just like the creature design and stuff like that, which GDT is so well known for, which I'm super stoked that fucking Blade trilogy is coming on HBO Max. So like we mm-hmm. Blade 2 is one of my favorite blades of all time because of Guillermo del Toro's vampires. And it's just like, oh, fuck. So I'm, I'm so, so excited to, to just revisit that all over again. Just got the, the oh, yeah. Tongues, yeah, for sure. Fuck, like what? Shit. Like, I mean. <laughs> Like you, you could see like okay, this is a piece of where he got the idea for the strain from. Like, and he just kind of moved it into the strain, and good for fucking him. It, it's so I love fun. that. So no, I love that. I love when you can you can yeah, trace the connecting tissue like that. Oh, That's awesome. so fucking awesome. It, it's it's just super interesting. Uh, are you a fan of like uh b horror films and and i I always hate that term too of b horror films uh because I feel like that's like borderline snuff, but um. And they're definitely mm-hmm. very different. But are you a fan of like horror films that are, I guess, indie, indie horror films or more so? Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that goes into what I was saying earlier, just uh, in terms of like the um, like a, a budget not right. necessarily dictating the quality of a horror movie. Like, I mean, just in what was it, February this year, like the oh, movie VFW, dude. I thought it was fun as hell. Like that, that movie was oh. fun as hell. It pretty much exactly oh, yeah. what I was looking for on a Friday night. You know, the the kind of thing that like in a different timeline, like I'd be in a parking lot drinking beer, sitting on top yeah. of like a friend's car, watching that so at a awesome. drive-in or something. Um, watching that at home was a blast. Yeah, I I love stuff like that. Like I I'm I'm absolutely not snobby at all when it. it comes to horror. Like I I definitely I I draw the line a little bit at some of like the sort of like overtly uh schlocky kind of like um asylum films oh, type stuff like, like yeah. house shark you know because i yeah i feel like that stuff like it's i have no problem with it it just veers too far yeah. into comedy like for piranha me 3d it, for the most part stuff like that yeah yeah 
Well, so I actually, I, I liked I a lot Piranha of Piranha 3D because I thought that that was, <laughs> yeah. me too. Yeah, me too. Um, I feel like that one, that one was something, that's a concept that, that, that stuck the landing a little more than something like Velocipaster. <laughs> Sharknado. You know, which is just and- <laughs> sort of like, yeah. Because Piranha 3D, like it, 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 it kit bashed, you know, uh, like creature design so and fun. slasher film. And like, I, I always think about like one of the deaths in that movie where a woman just basically got yeah. sliced diagonally and so good. And, and just, you just yeah. see like that. Yeah. That, like, so, that shit's so fucking right. awesome. It's, it's so much I mean, fun. Oh. Yeah. That's fun as hell. I also like, I weirdly watch a lot of uh, shark horror mm-hmm. movies because it's, it's one of those things where my wife is like not deathly afraid of sharks, but afraid enough of sharks that like on our honeymoon, we were in Nice and I was like, we have to swim in the ocean. It's this is the right. beautiful here. It's gorgeous. And she was like, no, what about sharks? And I was like, we're not going to go that deep. Like we're on a honeymoon. We're just, we're just going to go just, in. Just and so dip your toe in. Like, like it's oh, one of those things where, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like well, there's, I, I think there, there is definitely a fraction of people that confront horror uh, by using it as a way to sort of cope with something that they have a yeah. phobia of in real life. And while my wife doesn't have like a truly designated phobia of sharks, she dislikes them greatly. And we've always like rented apartments together and we've always been uh, at least sure. on the second floor. And so for her to have nightmares about sharks <laughs> is fucking hilarious because that would mean they'd have to like flop up the steps and then key into the door and then eat <laughs> us in bed. Um, and so she because of like the genuine fear that she gets watching those movies and not in like a i'm uh like fucking right. you up for life kind of fear but in like a she has it's a, a fun fear for her um we'll watch a lot of like shark horror movies and even really shitty ones because it elicits a reaction from her that's a genuine actual fear uh yeah. and that makes it fun as hell like watching a horror movie with somebody who isn't like right. broken like you and i um who like actually hides under the blanket so during certain scenes it's the best. that is a fucking it's, the best. it's great it's, the best. it's so great like you know it's 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 like we're like we're those we're those dudes that've been on the corner like just like smoking <laughs> crack for forty years, and I'm just doing it because it's I'm used to doing it. I have no teeth. It's everything's falling out, and for other people they're like, oh, this right. still gets me really high. I love it. I'm like, you got to see the dragon. That's amazing. I think crack has a dragon. I don't know. That might be heroin. I never did. Never did. Never did those things. Who knows? Except for crack has an heroin. <laughs> but uh, yeah, too yeah, too right. late to start now. But. <laughs> It's funny you say that because I, one of my favorite movie going experiences was when The Conjuring came out, and my wife really wanted to see it. Like I said, mm. she's a really big paranormal fan. She loves paranormal movies, and when the exorcism scene came on, because uh, she she grew up in a religious background and things like that, so when that exorcism scene came on, she had a full blown panic attack, and like. I'm looking at her like, yo, like, we can leave. Like, like we do not have to stay here. Like, do you want to go? And she's shaking her head no. And I'm looking at the screen, looking back at her, looking at the screen, looking back at her. And I'm just like, holy shit, this is one of the most incredible things I've ever witnessed. Because, like, we've heard stories like this from the exorcists of people having panic attacks, people having seizures, people fucking yeah. leaving, and people running out, people throwing up. And, I'm, and I've, I've always wanted an experience like that, but I knew it was never going to happen to me. So... I was like, okay, well, it's probably never going to happen. And then that situation happened. I'm like, fuck. And that is one of the most memorable movie going experiences ever. And it, I feel so bad for my poor wife, but <laughs> like, but like, it's, it's just, it was so interesting. And 
Right. I love that. It's just like the the way that that fear evoked it so much to where it, it, it went internal, like completely just dug deep and, it, it, it mm-hmm. just got that visceral reaction. I ended up getting that reaction a second time, actually. Uh, it, it was uh, with her sister <laughs> when we watched Midsummer, and she had to go like um, she wouldn't talk to me the whole car ride back to her, um, her house, and she hugged her mom. That was the first thing she did. She just hugged her mom. <laughs> yeah, I've had I've definitely had situations like that. I think specifically with Midsummer, where my wife and I watched it. I had already seen it. Um, in fact, I saw it. When did I see that movie? I think I saw it. I, I think I saw like a like mm-hmm. an early screening of it. Um, it was one of those things where I like pulled all the strings I knew to like yeah. see some press screening, and I was like, I was like, I have, I yeah. have to see this movie immediately. Um, I did the same thing with the lighthouse, which was just like, I have to, oh. I have to be in this theater. Um, and I, I, what you know, it's 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 often said. It, it, one of the f- phenomenal things about Midsummer is that ninety percent of that movie right. is during the day. In fact, I think only in yeah, the extended cut are there a couple of night scenes. Um, yeah, not a ton. Um, but I watched that with my wife, and at the end of the movie, she was just kind of like, "Why the <laughs> fuck did you show me that?" And I was like, "What?" And she was like, "Like, why would you like? This is fucking three hours. <laughs> why would you subject me to that? Like, what? Like, what do we learn here?" And then I sat her down, and I was just like, "Well." It's it's a movie about grief and toxic masculinity and how she was incapable of grieving with the people around her because they're a bunch of like horny, stubborn men. And when she finally connects with this group of women, she's able to like emote and they're basically, you know, Mm -hmm. echoing her sentiments. And now she becomes the queen of of this group of people. Um, But that in itself leads to death because in this place, death is not something that defines you. It is not something feared. Uh, it is something yeah. celebrated and invited is as morbid and, and horrifying as their version of filtering. That is by fucking throwing old people <laughs> off shit their head and then bashing hammers. them to death <laughs> when they don't live and taking your ex-boyfriend <laughs> and putting him in a bear costume and burning him alive. Very bleak. Probably not the, Probably not the, you know, like, I don't personally think that that's what you should get for <laughs> cheating on somebody. I don't, che- I don't, I don't cheat. Um, and, but I, I personally don't think that's, I think that's a bit too far, but that's what horror is, that's what horror is for. And so I sat her down and I explained it to her and she was just like, oh shit. Yeah, I get yeah. it. That's, that's awesome. And then like for, for days we were talking about it. And I think that's a part of it too, you know, is, is sort of like not necessarily just dragging the uninitiated into our broken right. brains and world, but also explaining to them why this is a vehicle for telling a story that makes sense specifically mm-hmm. in this genre that would not have worked exactly. in other ways. Like, I think if you told Midsummer from the perspective of strictly a romantic comedy, which I, I commend it for dipping into at times, um, I think that like there's a way to tell that story about like a girl gets, you know, her loved one dies and her and her boyfriend aren't connecting anymore, but they go on this wacky trip to save the relationship and she meets some girls there and they, they make her think that, you know, she's the, she didn't need that guy all along. Like there's a, that's that's a, that's a fucking romantic comedy version of that. Um, Does it, does it land as well? No, No. definitely not. Definitely not. Because you don't, you don't get to see a a guy with a broken (laughs) leg get his head bashed in by a cartoon mallet. And, that's what we're here for folks like that's, that's, that's genre for you, man. that's it, what draws it, us in it's so, yeah, that's it's the genre. so interesting because like that's the beauty behind this particular genre because there's just so many aspects that you can dip into where you're just yep. like 
there's a little bit of something for everybody. Like, if you don't know what you want to really watch, like, even when, when I was thinking of indie and things like that, because I love indie horror, I love slow burns, and I, lo- I, I just, I really enjoy that stuff. Um, and my wife actually finds it very boring, so I just show her initially the last 20 minute sequence, where it's just like, this is why. Like, <laughs> but mm-hmm. when it comes to certain things like that, like, like Bliss, which is Joe Bagos's uh, other movie from VFW. And um, Bliss was just such a well-done movie. And I actually had uh, uh, Tim's brother Greg watch it, um, I think maybe two, two, three months ago maybe. And when he watched it, he was like, dude, I didn't know it was a vampire movie for so long. Like even when she had her first kill, I didn't know it was a vampire movie. And I was like, yeah, like it it was that – dug deep to where you really had to kind of subject yourself to what you are seeing and to me that's genius yeah that's fucking genius and and i I love how clever people are starting to get these directors and these writers are starting to get with um uh evoking different types of fear now um because it's and i and i think that's why people Mm -hmm. like to throw the term elevated horror around so much but with that particular terminology of elevated horror, quote unquote, it's um, it's something that can be kind of taken and misconstrued to where it's saying, OK, well, anything that's not considered hereditary or get out or anything like that is all not elevated and it's all trash where it's just like, well, right. Let's dig a little bit further in, in the in the history books there. You know, I mean, you get. No, I mean it's it's like saying that you right. only play AAA video exactly. games, you know, or it's like I I think you're missing right. out on a ton of stuff, or like I don't like I don't that you only eat Michelin star exactly. restaurants or some bullshit like that, and it's like like every now and then you gotta like you gotta make some fucked exactly. up plate of nachos yeah, into you gotta, it. You gotta get you know? fucking Burger King. And like come on, it's like like, like yeah, like, yeah, you know, and it's. it's it's weird right. and it's not good for you and <laughs> it's dangerous um, and you can't you can't explain <laughs> it <laughs> like not only your process for eating it or but also how it was made it's just it can't explain it but it's it's necessary to a, a sort of like a comforting right. part of the human psyche uh, to sustain exactly. us and keep us going in exactly. some weird fucked up way and, and so it, it's just it's very yeah. very in- interesting now I gotta ask, man. You're 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 a father now. You know, congratulations on that. I, I, I was that this year when you became a father, or was that uh, late last year? Right? No, uh, uh, my kid just, just turned, turned two. two. Okay. and so oh, awesome, man. Yeah, that, that's absolutely fantastic. Now, being a father, how do you find the time to uh, watch horror and play video games mainly? Um. Well. The horror thing is really interesting because if I was, if I was really really into like a like romantic comedies, sure. I wouldn't be a problem yeah. at all. You know, pop I would in. just like first of all, like you, <laughs> yeah, pop it in. You, I like you supremely try to limit screen time in general uh, when yeah. your kids are young. Um, my kids two now, so uh, and we're stuck in right. quarantine. It's a weird year, so the rules are like going away a little bit, but also. Like we, uh, I specifically make sure my kids asleep, um, before I put any horror movies on. Cause I, I don't want, I don't want anything to be on in the background. It's like too terrifying. Um, on, on the flip side, like I'm one of those weirdos that wakes up oh, before you're like everybody me. else. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. So I, I do, I would say 70% of my horror movie watching at 
six thirty and yeah. six thirty in the morning, which is like it's fucking weird to wake up. Um, but a lot of people don't. I mean, uh, a lot of people who are parents maybe understand this, but I think a lot of people in general like sure. to sleep in as late as possible. No problem with that. Same. I wish I could. <laughs> um, at like five forty five, six o'clock in the morning, get the my brain up. says get up. <laughs> um, Go in the other room, put on the espresso machine, make a double espresso, come out here, put on the television, put on Shutter, oh, yeah. put on Amazon Prime, put on Netflix, and start flipping through. And then I always have my list, and I download old shit. I have like a big USB stick full of movies, yeah. plug into my TV, um, and so I'll watch horror movies at six thirty in the morning with the blackout cur- curtains closed, and just start my fucking day in a weird note. And then you know, like an hour and a half in, my my wife will kind of like stumble out of the bedroom like hi honey how's your morning going i was like fucking awesome i got to see like this this looks like night gigantic creature that lives in the woods but he has like arms for a face and he eats people it, it rules and then my my kid starts babbling in the other room and i bring her out and i'm just like hi honey do you want cheerios and you just kind of put that side yeah. away for a little bit um but uh you definitely find the time uh, also kids kids nap a lot for the first few That's years what I hear. so you get a lot of horror yeah. movies done in the middle of the day. Um, and then if you sleep train them, they go to bed at like 7.30. And hypothetically, they sleep for 10 or 11 right. hours into the next day. And so you got all that nighttime horror movie watching. So realistically, it's it's there's yeah. there's plenty of time. It's like anything else. Like if you really care about right. it, go for it. Or if you just want to be the most reckless, horrible father in the world, just put it on all day while your kid's hanging out playing with toys. Just put on violent, sadistic horror movies while your kid is doing puzzles. Like that's, yeah. see where that goes too. That could in- produce interesting yeah. results. I don't, not personally, not my, not my technique personally, but see where it you know, leads. maybe see where it leads and hopefully your kid goes to a different school than mine. And then, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what we'll happens. happens. We'll see what happens. No, that, that's interesting because I know I, since I, I'm 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 yeah, going yeah. to be a newly father. By, by the time this episode is released, I, I my kid probably is going to be born. Congratulations! So uh, oh my god, I I, oh, I didn't know yeah, it was that yeah, soon. Yeah, so my kids technically will be she'll be here at the end of next month. So the the end of August. What do you What do you do What are you doing? What the fuck are you doing, man? Go go build furniture. furniture and built, shit my and friend. I, like it, it's crazy. Like we, we already we did we did the whole nursery and, and I, I just put up her lights and I got uh, like Hugh uh, strips and put them around the door and all that whole other stuff and um, pretty much to give her a night light and all this other stuff and I wanted to also make it as easy mm-hmm. for my wife as possible to where she could just like say, "Hey Siri, turn on the night light or whatever." Siri, do not turn on the night light. Yep. But uh, it's like. <laughs> Like all that kind of stuff that I was trying to like get set up and all this whole other stuff. Um, probably so many people's like home pods and shit are probably going off right now. But, uh, <laughs> but. Oh, well then let me, let me tell you another great yeah. time to watch horror movies then um, in the first six months is like three seventeen in the morning with one <laughs> eye open uh, after three hours of hearing a oh human scream in your face. That's. Yeah, and you're just like you finally put her down, but your brain's too wired from the fear and endorphins of keeping a tiny yeah. living creature alive. That just uh, walk out in the living room, put on some bleak, violent horror, and perfect. push perfect. through it. <laughs> yeah, because that's one thing that we're we're interested in is like the whole. Uh, I guess that's something that also this kind of worries him too. It's just like the whole sleep deprivation thing and stuff like that, and and um, and trying to figure it all out. Um, but. Most of the parents that I do is just like, you just kind of do it. 
Like it's just like like it's just yeah like it's it's just something that you just do and it's it's a different kind of sleep deprived like it, it's not like it, it yeah and like I I'm just trusting in the, they're like just trusting the system trusting yourself and you know just see where it goes like you just you get you get clever like you <laughs> you you will make uh you will make like stupid decisions like you will um you'll I don't know you'll pour. Uh, chicken stock into your coffee instead oh, of milk yeah, in the morning. Um, <laughs> you'll you'll be awake for so long that you'll start no, to see shadow people. You know, just fun, yeah. just cool, just <laughs> it's the best, just the best feeling, and the greatest feeling in the world. Really, no, it's 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 yeah. all worth it. Everybody will tell you that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you find the time for That's horror, awesome. man. You find like you like you find the time for any of your hobbies or any yeah. any any of your passions. You you do it you yeah. do it in the margins until you know. And it, it, if you care about it, you you make time for it, and you wake up early or you go to sleep late, and yeah. you know sneak watch movies on your phone right. uh, on a commute, yeah. whatever you got to do. Like and that's that's get that's it in something there, that you know? like now that this is like an actual job, like <laughs> it's like thinking of like okay how can i kind of start sneaking this stuff in to where because uh with the process of the show we initially break down movies um from the absolute beginning to the end of the plot um so i have to pause the movie a lot which an hour and a half movie Mm -hmm. takes me about three to four hours to complete um because i'm taking notes and and making as concise as possible and, and things like that and um, I'm going to be taking about three months off uh, from the podcast itself. But uh, my buddy Freddie, um, who's one of my co-hosts as well, he's going to go ahead and take on over and kind of run the ship until about December or something like that. Um, and it should be it should be interesting. But like once I feel like I got my sea legs and I'm, I'm three months into being a, a father, like I feel like it, it, that would give me enough time to be like, OK, Prince, like you figure this shit out. Like, like, <laughs> like come on. Yeah. I will say that, uh, like, uh, like baby ghost horror shit that kind of hits differently. It doesn't, it doesn't like ruin it for you. Like I remember specifically, we were like going through like a bunch of movies to watch when my wife was pregnant. Um, she was, we were just like home hanging out a lot. You know, you're not really, you're not going anywhere anymore when, when they're super pregnant like that. And she's like, I never saw Rosemary's baby. It's like, not now. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) not now. (laughs) Like, I was like, we'll revisit this one in a couple of years, but uh, if you haven't seen yeah, it not, yet, not, not, not no, today. Definitely not. Like, no, that is not. Definitely got to We wait. can wait on yeah, that. It, it's funny because my, my wife really wants to watch Knives Out. And uh, the only thing is, said she, the whole first trimester was pretty much her just initially gagging and shit the whole time. And I was like, yeah, not, no, you know, like that's like a part of the whole premise. Like, 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 let's let's not. Yeah, uh, you know, like let's wait. Let, let's give you a few years on that one to, for the PTSD to set. Yeah, like, <laughs> like let's let's go ahead and do mm-hmm. that. Uh, Brad, I gotta ask you, my friend, what is considered your fuck that horror movie? Like, the, initially, the horror movies that you're just like, nah, I'm good. I'm not gonna touch those. I know a lot of people go towards torture porn when I ask them this question. Um, yeah, I, I have one person so far who was just like, nah, give me all that shit. I want it all. And, uh, it was Khalif Adams. Actually. I, I don't know if you know Khalif from spot on me. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was funny. Cause I, we, uh, he and I were just talking <laughs> about you the other day. Cause we got into, we were talking oh, yeah. about the last of us too. Um, and it got us connecting on horror. And I like he and I, like we've been, we've been like, we've, 
we, we basically grew up around the same time around the same awesome. part of the country. And so we've like connected on, on like old school eighties and nineties, New York oh, city yeah. hip hop, like a lot. And I never really connected with him on horror stuff. And so I always love when that, yeah. when that part comes out, when you, cause it's, it's like, sort of just like, like Oh, oh you're, shit. you're into that too. Oh, man, let's oh shit. Cards. Okay, cool. let's trade cards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, the, like the easy answer is it, like I've never been super into I, I feel like you have to go really special with the vampire genre for mm. it to be super interesting to me. Um, I, I will say that that's it's probably been like it's I, I think that it's that's a genre that I think people have approached um, with such a topical understanding of it and then gotten sort of like the the almost yeah. cheesiest results out of it a lot. Um, I think that there's something embedded in that genre that is deeply terrifying that um, in the same way, like it, you have to talk to somebody like Greg Miller to really yeah. understand Superman. Like if, if you really get into what um, like is so terrifying about the vampire stuff, it's not necessarily that these are people that will bite your neck and kill you <laughs> or turn you into a vampire. It's that these are people that live for thousands of years and right. lose everybody they love forever. And that's yeah. fucking bleak. It, it, that's really and so uh, I think a lot of people miss that. Yeah, I um I weirdly uh like I I can't watch a lot of stuff that's like like anything that's sort of like like oh, vaguely over the top hyper violent. Mm-hmm. I'm totally fine with. But like if you put like a 25 minute surgery scene in a movie, like a realistic. It's like yeah. that shit like fucks me up for some and a half of like, Exorcist, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, like that. That's yeah, such an like um, Ugh, there was man, that's so uncomfortable. There's, there's that uh, what is it? Clive Owen's yeah. show, The Nick. Um, yeah, that's a, yeah, oh, and man. it's no. You, there's a there's several. He's a basically mm-hmm. like a, a surgeon um, during. Before right. like surgery yeah, like, was this clean, is where you would stick your and, hand in um, just a pool of water. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and there's there's a lot of parts in that that just got me like straight up kind of like blue in the face. I still yeah. watch every second of it, um, and so I can I can handle a lot of like the saw stuff. To me, it just sort of seems like a, a, like a little bit hollow, and, and it's just like I can tell the guttural reaction they're trying to get from people. And it's not giving it to me specifically, so it kind of does. The sure. magic doesn't really work on me, but yeah, just regular <laughs> ass surgery in films is <laughs> so much more terrifying. Like you can be like, oh, this this is the this is Leatherface, and this is his his yeah. like his family, like the, and I'm like, that's fine. But then they're like, um, this guy is, needs five stitches yeah, on his pinky. Yeah, no, that's like, completely oh, fair. God, no. I, I, surprisingly <laughs> enough, I went to weird. a medical high school, so watching like med shit doesn't bother me as bad um and it's always super weird to say like i, I went to a medical high school but I, I got to work on like cadavers and 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 things like that um and yeah yeah holy yeah, yeah. shit I think, god i want to say maybe 16 bodies yeah for my for working on in high school in high yeah. school yeah yeah, McLean, Fuck, McLean man. Medical Academy, man. Uh, <laughs> but I just want to say you're uh, you're do- from what I can gather, you're doing pretty well. Thank you. All things considered, because <laughs> you sh- maybe I mean there's there's definitely an alternate timeline where you're probably a probably killer. yeah like yeah <laughs> or a, can- a cannibal or yeah it, it, it's you know. very odd because like I, I was thinking <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day where I was just like I I don't know how I have the stomach to do that. Cause I feel like now I don't, 
like if I were to come across that because like mm. I, I was just like yeah I don't even know if I would really want to cut the cord like like to, like for for my baby like it's just like yeah. I, I don't know if I want to do that and I'm, I'm almost thirty like you know I was just like I don't know if I want to do that but um I think I think I did that yeah yeah I, yeah I did that I was like white and white in the face <laughs> at that point at that point you're just so like you're you're elated and punch right. drunk and terrified and you're just like drained of all like, human oh, emotion and energy <laughs> yeah and it's and it's yeah. like sure yeah. or whatever so like. it's interesting um <laughs> but like i was I, I was watching like autopsy of jane doe and things like that and just watching like the y incisions and stuff like that and i i watched it with a group of friends and i was explaining it to them like i was like yeah like this y incision perfectly goes like like the way that he did it initially you start from the bottom work your way up and then there you go um, and I was like, you're more precise that way. And they're like, how the fuck do you know this? You fucking weird. <laughs> and I'm just like, my bad. Forgot to mention. Went to a medical high school. Uh, but it, it, it's weird because yeah. I studied sleep apnea and insomnia and, and, and asthma in, in high school. Because that was like one of the things that we had to do for – we had to write a four-year a, a four thesis. And that's what I chose. And um, – it was just super fascinating, like just seeing like scenes like that in horror films where you you do get mm-hmm. uh, the exorcist when it comes to like that first first initial act one and two of just the most gnarly fucking ah, oh, they're 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 so provocative is, is probably the best word because it's yeah. like one William freaking fucking genius. He thought it would be a great idea for him to utilize um, real doctors for it, uh, where he actually ended up mm-hmm. having a killer on set, which was also fun. Um, <laughs> but it's just like, okay. Uh, but what really gets me is um, rape in movies. Like, I, I, I that that's really, really yeah. hard for me. And I, it's just, because I'm, a, I'm, as every man should be, I'm a firm believer that no means fucking no. So like it, it's, it's, it's right. one of right. those things where I see it in the movie and I'm just like, okay, like, like I know she's going to have revenge. Like, come on, let's get to the revenge part. I hope it's sweet. Like, I hope it's good. Um, and I, I like a particular movie that really hit me was Jennifer Kent's the nightingale. Oh, Oh my God. Yeah, dude. I was actually oh, just going to bring that God. up. I was just like, going to bring that up. The, the oh. scene, this, this, the, yeah, I mean, between like, basically the, there are two significant, uh, incredibly terrifying, oh. awful, just life ending things that happened within a 60 second window in that movie. And both of them are the, the catalyst that create everything else. And they are deeply, deeply disturbing. Oh, I'm completely God. with you on that. Like, to me, that's like... It's it's weird to sort of say that that like transcends right. the horror genre because it's like we we just spent twenty minutes talking about how we like actively go out of our way right. to find uncomfortable <laughs> shit to pull us out of our comfort zone and scare us. But yeah, yeah. I'm totally with you on that. That yeah. that fucks me up really, deeply. Really messes deeply. me up. Like, like I mean, you'll see things like I spent yeah. in your grave, last house on the left. Uh, Spinning your grave mm-hmm. is fucking rough. Jesus Christ, like that's 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 really rough. Mm-hmm. And, and then then you get to the stuff that's like. All right, we're going in for pure shock value. No one's safe in this fucking a Serbian film. Why? Why did you make this? Right? <laughs> why did you make this? <laughs> uh, like I, I, I tried watching that. I did. I, I did. I did try watching a Serbian mm-hmm. film. I think I got maybe 
30 minutes in or so. And I was like, all right, dude, like, it's just, nah, man, you know, this shouldn't have been made. Like, <laughs> this shouldn't have been made. Like, I'm, I'm cool. Yeah. I mean, like, there's, I, I think, like, if it's used in, if it's used in, like, a, a way that isn't, like, that that feels like it, th- you you can create set it basically as a as a reason to brutally right. viciously murder every single person that right. that caused this thing to happen. Um, there is that sort of uh, sort of yeah. exhale and resolution, but still having the catalyst exactly. be the way it is in those scenarios oh, yeah. still fucks me up deeply. And so, like, yes, you love to see every single one of those people get theirs, but they. It's at the cost of them taking right. something from somebody else um, that they can't get back. It's, um, it's one of – sorry. And that's yeah, – yeah, yeah. that fucks like, me up. It, I'm totally it, with it's you. It's one of the reasons why I can't revisit Old Boy too often. Like it, it's just in – Yeah. It, and it, it it's consensual in Old Boy, but at the same time, it's just like when you find out and like the, the, the mm-hmm. reason why it is the most horrendous shit ever – it's just like, oh my fucking god! Like I, and and then it ends, and you're just like, fuck, there is no resolution. That the the bad guy won. <laughs> like, god damn it! <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's no, just fucking to- stuck. <laughs> totally. Which I think uh, is that's that. I mean, the the bad guy winning is a concept that I'm I'm it. all for, <laughs> and it's it's something I think. Yeah, it, it's something I think. I, and, I mean, you and I can right. say that because we both love horror movies, you know, like that is specifically like exactly. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That movie ends with him just swirling in the street, man. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. And you're like, did they, right. did they take care did, of that? Like, like credit, <laughs> the credits, that's it. Like, it, it just feels like it. it's, you watch the real thing and you're like, so is, right. like, is he still out there? And not like the, the way that, that, that hits different than just sort of just like, like if you have a horror movie where like the guy's hand comes out right, of the grave or yeah, whatever, that old yeah, trope, you're yeah. like, uh oh, they got you. Um, there's so many movies that have that sort of like stinger where it's like he didn't die. But at Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you're like, he did not die, and he is dancing right. in the street covered in blood, and then the credits roll, and you're Fuck. like, huh. That's not that's that seems not good. <laughs> like um the the other thing that like um that I, I realized I developed like a, a minor phobia to is mm. heights, but not like in like uh like I'm not afraid of airplanes. I'm not afraid of like hiking to the top of a mountain and looking down or something like that. But like, um, I watched this movie oh, frozen. Fuck. Um, Oh no. Yeah. Not, <laughs> right, right, not right. the Disney yeah. movie frozen. Oh my. Um, yeah. I, I have to specify. Yeah, it, honestly, frozen's a yeah. deep cut. Like not too many people know frozen, but yeah. Fuck. Frozen is a movie about uh, three friends that get stuck on uh, a ski lift overnight. Oh, and the hand so scene. They are. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so there's specifically like that is a type of fear that's sort of like I'm not afraid of heights, but I am afraid of sitting in a chair like 100 feet. Uh, oh. Like, yeah. And it's just like they're, they're stuck overnight. It's like sub-zero temperatures and their choices are – uh, climb up right, without dying, um, fall down without dying, or sit right. and wait without dying. And and so, like, it's 
it's a really fascinating scenario. I believe there's another movie like it too. Yeah. It's like not the only one. It's not the only yeah, ski yeah. lift there, horror a few movie. For sure. I mean, even if like I, I was thinking about um, that one movie. God, it was a really bad movie, but it was it was a great premise. It was it, I think it was just called ATM, and it was with Josh Peck. Yeah, for, for whoever knows why, but it was so fascinating because it was just like the whole concept of why don't you just leave gets thrown out the window. And like mm-hmm. I, I, I love yeah. that concept in horror films where it's just like, well, why don't you just leave? And I love when a horror director or a writer initially says, well, this is why they can't leave. And it, it's so fascinating yeah. and it's so interesting seeing that concept get developed over time. Um, and like there's there's a, a very, very brutal uh, German film called The Golden Glove. I'm not too sure if you're familiar with that, um, but. It's about a um, – I was actually talking to Lucy James about this as well, and uh, she, she was like, okay, I think I need to check this out. I, I think I could get Greg on board to check this one out. And um, it, it's about this serial killer who initially was the German version of Henry Lee Lucas. And he – It was called the Golden Gov because he would always go to his favorite bar to try to pick up and initially kill women – um, and it was called the Golden Glove, and the movie takes place only in mainly like three or four different locations: the the Golden Glove, his apartment, his job, and the street. Like that's that's mainly it. And it is such a fascinatingly well done movie, and it, it's quite long, Fuck. about two hours and like fifteen minutes or so, and it is brutal to all shit, and it's not even like gory or anything. I'm yeah, writing, yeah. I'm writing this one down. It's not really gory or anything, but there's scenes in there where their sound is so good that it just pierces through your heart of like what is going through this woman's these women's mind and like just the way he oh my fucking god. Watch the Golden Glove. Because the, the Golden Glove is just it, it's it's one of those concepts where it was that thing of why doesn't she just leave? And you get a few women who do just mm-hmm. leave, but it just throws that completely out of the window. Just, oh. Right. Yeah. Where you're like, you're screaming at the television decisions right. that they're not making in the film and stuff like that. But yeah. But, and then there's, you know, there's other scenarios where people are yeah. just like trapped. Yeah. And that was like, I was talking about the shark horror movie or shark movies before. Um, I think that movie 47 meters down did a really good job uh, of that. I don't know if you saw that. Cave? It's, um, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. That it, that's the, oh, that was I think the sequel's that was the, in the okay. cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have seen the first one. Yeah, no, that, yeah one's, that, that was one's the one great. with the albino yeah. shark, right? Yeah, that was not good. Yes, that yeah. It's very, very <laughs> dumb. Um, but I do, I like the premise of the first one of, uh, and Open Water right. did the same thing, right? Where it's just like, you c- right. can't really go anywhere. Um, where uh, th- these this group of people is in a shark cage and it, it collapses and gets pinned underground and they're running out of oxygen and sharks want to eat them. And that's like, I love the ending of that movie because you're like, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, want to give it away because people should watch it. it again. That is, that is like, that's totally, uh, I, I guess you would call that B tier. Like that's not really like a, you know, it's, there's a little bit yeah. of money thrown around in that movie, they, they, but like they got Mandy yeah, Moore that, that in it, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> that was really interesting. I, I love just, I love how movies like that, that come from like, a certain time and then all of a sudden it's like we should make a sequel like i, I love that <laughs> like uh, it's such an <laughs> odd concept but I, yeah. I, i've always have loved when when people do that uh like uh, initially like Candyman, 
Oh my fucking god! Like I'm trying to do whatever mm-hmm. I can to see that movie early. Like I I need a screener of yeah. Candyman immediately because I need that in my life. And, and it's just all of that. I really really am just like holding on to where it's just just time and time and time again. Like I just fuck. I love it. I love it. And I, I just uh, I just rewatched the original like five nice. or six weeks ago, and I think that something that really stuck out for me in that movie is the um the oh. set de- design is incredible. Oh. Like like. It, it is it is so like I mean so many horror movies are basically set in pristine right. saccharine beautiful utopian you know yeah. white picket fences and the whole thing is that like this evil the has suburbs. invaded um, yeah. but Candyman yeah, yeah can, exactly and Candyman takes a place that's already been ravaged exactly. by violence and death and drugs um, and the you know walls are tattered and it's like it's weird to think about like a modern apartment building being dilapidated and having yep. a haunted feeling to it. Um, because that's something usually equate with something that's either like brand new that, or something very, very, very old Eastern yeah. European or something, but to just take like a project housing building and. It's and, just layer. Yeah, like, it, it, it's yeah, beautiful. It's, I, I it, love that. We actually have an episode I love that. Um, out on that. Cause we, we did um, for all the black history month, we did all black focused, uh, uh, horror films. So we had Get Out, Candyman, and The Transfiguration. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, the, the, you talking about vampires earlier, Candyman is initially a vampire story. And it is so fucking well done. Yeah. Of It's a blend of Bloody Mary and a vampire. And like, I, it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I I'm, mm-hmm. I'm always have, have been a huge advocate of Candyman. And I actually really like Candyman too. No one likes that movie, but I actually really like it. Farewell to the fl- uh, Flesh. Uh, yeah, I've actually it. never seen I it. I enjoy it because you get more history yeah. of Candyman. And I understand like for some people, well, for for all of us, honestly, as horror fans, uh, the monster isn't scary anymore when you start noti- knowing the m- more about the monster's history. Like, I mean, that that's what happened in yeah. Halloween and, and things like that because it was like Chainsaw Massacre. Exactly. Texas, Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre. Massacre. Like, like, yeah, they're like, here he is in fourth right. grade. You're like, don't and care. This is, Not this is interested. Why I, don't want to know. Till this day, I will always stand by this. Rob Zombie was a fucking genius when it came to House of a Thousand Corpses and The Devil's Rejects because he gave us yep. everything right on a silver platter and they were all still fucking terrifying. Like, <laughs> like, Yep. And the masterpiece of the Devil's Rejects, wow! Like I, I just, I, I, oh my god! Like I, I I've always been a huge advocate of that movie. And I know a lot of people who really hate that movie, but I, oh, love I love that movie, The Devil's Rejects, and it's just the fact that you get two movies in one. It's fucking awesome. Like you, you get the horror film in the top, mm-hmm. you get the the heist or not the heist, but you get the crime movie at the at the second part. It's awesome. It's fucking awesome. Like it's just like come on. Um, but before we conclude, I got to ask you, this is the ultimate question that I ask everyone time and time and time again. Brian Altano, why horror? What is it about this genre that just keeps you coming back? Uh, I think that um, we are rapidly moving more and more into a world where all of the rough edges of everything are being fined right off yeah um and sanded off and i think uh that that's scary in itself um but like we're at the point now where you can you can hear 
the song behind a commercial and pick your head up and know exactly what kind of product it can be because these things are sort yeah. of designed in a lab. They have they've figured out algorithms on how to safely sell you things that make you feel better and target you with advertisements with the same seven fonts and everything is made to look like it's this, you know, yeah. small town coffee shop with with, you know, exposed <laughs> brick and there's a chalkboard. Oh, look, a and chalkboard. <laughs> I, I, yeah. And you, UI design across everything is almost exactly the same. And when it's not, people are angry. And I, I think it like everything is designed to be extremely comforting and safe yeah. and relaxing. And so much of that is important because we live in a terrifying fucking world where things are constantly stressful. So why not? you know, cut some corners and find uh, safety and, and resolution where you can. But on the flip side, I feel like I actively go out of my way to find stuff that deviates from that as hard as possible because that's fun <laughs> and that's yeah. weird and that's interesting. And I think that great horror is this sort of bizarre mix of uh, practical effects, um, dragging people out of their comfort zones, confronting your own phobias in a very sort of brutal and abrasive way that's very different than sort of um, uh, uh, different types of exposure therapy, which would maybe like kind of like oh, yeah. tickle you with things to be like, it'll, it'll be okay. <laughs> it very bluntly hits you in the face with your worst fears. It also has a way of manifesting fear in places that you didn't ever think you'd see it in the same way sort of you know jaws made oceans terrifying and midsummer makes you look at a, a house in a field as something that could be the scariest in the world or even just a, a nice lady with a white dress on you're like where's she from <laughs> um i think that uh horror at its core makes yeah. us question reality and i think that that's a important thing to do right now when our reality is not exactly uh what it's being sold sure. as constantly, and also in 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 a time where I feel like everything is so is is so safe, um, it's right. fun to get dangerous and see shit that that right. that makes you question things a little bit and scares you and and makes you feel something. And I think that's important. I think I it's important to have that. Plus, fucking Very monsters true. rule. Monsters, monsters fucking kick, kick ass. ass. Have, have you seen uh, <laughs> monsters the, the monster? Have you seen that movie? Oh my god! Yes, oh, yeah. it's so phenomenal. Like I, I picked all of the creature features for. Uh, I want to say that month is coming up soon, um, but uh, I'm not going to be on that on those episodes. So I made sure to choose movies that they all haven't seen. So I was like, perfect. I put the mm. monster on there. It, it's 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 going to be a super fun month for them. Um, but it, it it's interesting because the the main thing when it comes to why we get gravitated to this particular genre so much. And I actually just tweeted this um, earlier today and fucking destroyed on the internet for, for some reason. I, it was very, a very simple tweet. I just said, I was like, here's your guys' reminder that horror is the best genre in the whole world. And, and I, I think I've put the best entertainment genre because like, I think horror gravitates so well in video games. I think horror music is really fucking cool. It, it's just it, it really knows how to evoke an emotion like my fucking ringtone is, is Helen's theme from Candyman. So it's just like it, it's, it's always mm -hmm. something about it that makes you makes you either scared of it or or 
or just it, it's just interesting. It's just it's just a very interesting way to view horror. And like for me, horror yeah. video games scare the fucking living shit out of me. Do I play them? I try, I try my best. Uh, but it's just something <laughs> about immersing yourself that deeply into horror. But it's it's just so interesting because I love the fact that things like that can make me sweat. And I'm just like, okay, like this is getting me. And and like it, it's 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 a video game. Like and it, it's really really getting to me. And then I think about. Like how you said you're you're afraid of heights. Well, you have a slight aversion to heights and, and things like that. And for me, I have the, the largest phobia of roller coasters. From seeing one, standing in the line, uh, getting on one. I and I and I, I did this for my wife when she took me to Disneyland. It was my second time ever going to Disneyland, and uh, I went on every single ride she wanted me to go on, um, just so I can say I did it. And I was like, I tried it. I don't need this ever again in my life. And we like, like we went on the Matterhorn and I think that was the last one where I was like, I, I, you know, I'm tapping out. Like this is not fun for me anymore. Like this is now getting to the point where I'm starting to have a fucking panic attack. (laughs) So, but I think, I think you can build up to it, man. I'm telling you, it's, it's it's like hot sauce or something you start with. Yeah. You, I mean, you're at the restaurant, there's a little bit of Tabasco, you put a little bit on your burger and then you try a little Sriracha and then you become uh, irrevocably broken man like me. And you wake up and you have like ghost pepper habanero on your eggs. Like, like it's just, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You get there. I feel like you get there. You build, you build up a tolerance to it. Cause I like watching videos of roller coasters. Like seeing videos and shit of roller coasters just made me like, damn, that looks super fun. Even in Final Destination three, I'm like, but they have fun. Like, <laughs> like they they were having a lot of fun before all that terrible shit happened. They were having so, fun, uh, but until it, the end, it, it, it's just one of those things that, and we don't have enough. I feel like festival horror films. Like, like, like I feel like we need more yes. of those. Like, I, I I know that one really shitty movie that i want to say it was like dark carnival or the carnival or some shit um mm-hmm. it, i don't know like it, it, i i just i want more of that like haunt have you seen that oh man so haunt is no. made by the screenwriters of uh, a quiet place haunt is fucking awesome. oh interesting yes i, I want to say that's too. on shutter so haunt is fucking awesome like you honestly you're gonna have so much fun with haunt uh but like i love seeing things like that more of like an attraction um type of things and they're just super fun like i mean you 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 just you get something that is just really really interesting and incredible to kind of set you back a little bit and uh what what we're doing for Mm -hmm. the month of july we're doing home invasion month and i dub every single month uh with a a fun coin name um and the name for this one is you're not safe here anymore where you kind of take someone's sanctuary and you flip it and turn it into someone's hell and like we have the collector on the list we have don't breathe we have the strangers we have hush and it's, it's just all of these super counteractive movies that do you have, do I was going to put funny games, um, and I, I think I even tweeted about funny games of just like the decision of why making the same movie twice. But uh, initially, the reason why I didn't put funny games, David is uh, our other co-host, and, and he's actually one who who's a huge fan of yours. Um, he has quite the aversion to 
uh, those types of torture, <laughs> uh, especially when it comes to children. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, he, he yeah. I, I already put him through the Poughkeepsie tapes, and he tapped out at, like, 40 minutes in. And I was just like, all right, you know, I'm going to give you a break for a few months. Like, like I, I got to work you back up to it. Uh, but 2021, he's going to have to watch some shit. <laughs> he's going to have to watch some shit in 2021. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's a deeply fucked up movie. I wouldn't I wouldn't even to like the most like seasoned veteran horror fan. I wouldn't be like, check this it's out. Not, it's a great no, time because it's the, not a great time. It's tape's fucking miserable. Fucking terrible. Like it, it's a it's a very well done movie. Because it it makes you believe all of this shit is real, and oh my gosh, it, do you remember the last time you've seen that? Have you seen the Poughkeepsie tapes? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> oh man, it, it, it's just it's so interesting seeing how that movie breaks people, and I I used to get people in college who would always ask me because like it, that was one thing that people would like to do to me in college they would try to have me watch horror films they were like oh man watch the human centipede so they would dare me to watch human centipede and we would torrent them at that time and i was like cool yeah that's nothing child's yeah. play they would never watch these movies with me so i was like okay fuck you guys but it, it was so interesting seeing that aspect of everything of like okay yeah watched human centipede then they dared me to watch the Poughkeepsie tapes watched the Poughkeepsie tapes and I was like fuck this movie was intense as shit and that was the last time I saw it until we watched it for this show and both of my co-hosts backed out one was sick because of the movie and another one yeah wow like physically ill he was just like like, dude I do not feel good at all I think I need a break after watching that movie I don't think I'm ready to talk about it it's like, okay, all right, take a break. He took a few days. He still wasn't feeling well. And um, so I, I was just like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Like, we got to release this episode <laughs> soon. So I hit up Khalif Adams. Because I was like, this is the only motherfucker I know who will watch this shit. <laughs> so I hit up Khalif yep. Adams, and he watched it, and we both did that episode. And it was just, it fucking blew up, like, over 700 listens and shit. And I was just like, okay. Like, yeah, this, like, we had something here. People like it. But that is the movie I recommend people when they're just like, I'm not afraid of horror films. When they give me that answer, I'm just like, have you seen the Poughkeepsie tapes yet? No, I've never even heard of it. Great. Watch the Poughkeepsie tapes. You'll never want to watch a horror film ever again. Fuck <laughs> No, straight up. That is Definitely not for the not. faint at heart. Uh, I, I urge anyone listening, if, if if they haven't gotten that deep into it yet, um, yeah, read, read up on it first. Definitely read up on it, because uh, that, that movie yeah. fucking is a ride. Or just watch our, just listen to our episode. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, if you want the whole thing spoiled for you first before you go into it, watch our whole episode. We spoil everything. We don't go into grave details. So just a little heads up on that, uh, because some of the shit is pretty disgusting. <laughs> but yeah, well, Brian, <laughs> thank you so much for joining me on the show, man. This has been an absolute blast. Where can people find you on the internet, my friend? Prince, thank you so much for having me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Agent Bizzle. Uh, you can catch me on IGN doing video game podcasts, pop culture, movies, interviews, all that fun stuff every single week. Uh, we're all on YouTube there, too. I'm also on a comedy show every week called The Comedy Button, which you can check out. And uh, let me think. And I got a, I have a bunch oh, of music sick. out there, too. It's all free to download. 
Yeah, under under my name, it's it's got it's definitely got horror elements to it. It's mostly oh, like instrumental yeah. hip hop, sort of sci fi oh, yeah. film is, score. Is that stuff. on your Twitter? So, uh, check that out. Sweet. Yeah, I'm, I'm downloading yep. that. Tonight. Yep, that's on there too. Um, and Prince, good luck with everything Jeez, in the next few months. Um, the most the most incredible and also truly <laughs> horrifying stuff uh, yeah. is coming your way. Uh, but I, I hope it all you. goes smooth. And when I was, uh, when I was on paternity leave, I had a bunch of people cover my ass on podcasts. And so if you need a guest and your friends need somebody, oh, I'm always yeah. down to talk hard and, um, just, just hit me up, just message me and I will come through and, oh, uh, guest on the show. Cause, uh, I got to support, I got to support, horror fans and I have to support uh, I appreciate new dads that need help. Those. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> both of those. Thank you so much. Now that, that honestly means a lot. Of course. Uh, this, this whole little conversation that we had has been an absolute blast. You are welcome inside the nightlight household anytime you want. Like, it's just like, if you just like, yo, I see a movie that you guys are about to do. Let me on that. Just just hit me up. Like I, I, I oh I will. My my line's always open to you, Brian. Don't even trip, man. Um, likewise, likewise, it. man. Seriously, absolutely, thank absolutely. you. This hey, was a if blast. If you need help over at IGN, let me know. So if you're talking horror in IGN, I'm I'll, I'll jump on that shit immediately. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah we, let's figure no some worries. shit out. I like that a lot. This was Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I was one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight. Alongside me, we had Brian Altano over at IGN. Thank you so much once again, sir. It's been an absolute pleasure. Our efforts to get our show out is not enough. We need your help to spread us out to more ghoulish nights. Rating us with five stars is very helpful, but we would love for you to recommend this podcast to someone who would actually enjoy it. You can further support the show over at patreon.com forward slash goodnightlife and that's night with a K. By pledging on Patreon, you have access to the show as early as Monday. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. An episode is released every Wednesday or every Friday, excuse me, on most podcast services around the world. And remember, everybody, don't forget your nightlife.